The film and TV show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Films. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV shows. Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV show. Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. Television. Film. Film. TV. Film. TV. I love this film. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. and Alex. Oh, hi there. Hi. Yes, we're both here nice and early. Yeah. Yeah. Even if we are freezing our nuts off. Yeah, it's but it's okay. Chilly. It's okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, first time in, what, a month we've done two shows back to back. Yeah, I'm feeling rushed off my feet. I know, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard work. It's hard work. Um, so today we're going to kind of do a little something a little bit different. We've not really done anything mm. like this before. Not, not really. I mean, we usually jump on things a couple of weeks later or a month or two later yeah. just to... But we're we're jumping on this pretty early. Yeah, yeah. So cool. we're we're going to be talking about predominantly uh, the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, which is a new show on Netflix. An awesome uh, new show. Uh, awesome new show. Mm. Yes, uh, we're also going to touch on another new show that's just come out called Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, um, and the one that was with it, Titans. Yes. Mm. So uh, we're we're keeping it superhero ish. Yeah. But we're we're mm-hmm. focusing on TV shows today. Um, and we'll, we'll spend the predominant, predominant of the time talking about the Umbrella Academy, and there's a very good reason for that as well. Um, but yeah, so Netflix, that uh, you can find it on. It's, I never really kind of... I, I saw it on there for a couple of days, and I thought, it doesn't seem to be going away. It seems to be... And I keep yeah. sen- seeing people posting on Facebook... Watching Umbrella Academy, <laughs> watching Umbrella, and I'm thinking, mm. I start thinking, and it's all the people that that I talk to in relation to Comic Cons <laughs> that you hold in high regard, and you're like, no, oh, no, yeah. they're the ones that I always talk to about Comic Cons and about um, film and TV shows and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, so they, when they I'm, know the stuff, yeah, so when I'm seeing them watching, I'm thinking, hmm, mm. okay, they're they're giving it decent reviews. I, I might need to to give it a go. So so I started watching it and. I'll be honest, I didn't have a clue what I was walking into. I I prefer that. I prefer to just yeah. kind of go into a TV show and not read about it, read who was in it or anything mm. like that. Although subsequently I did find out that one of the lead characters is in one of the Doctor Who TV shows with Matt Smith. Uh, plays a guy called Jeff. Uh, my name is Jeff. Um, who was that? It's one of the uh, big guy. Big guy. Oh, um... Yeah, uh, Luther Har- Hargreaves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Luther. So, uh, so yeah, so he was in that. But, um, but yeah, I like to go into a TV show just blind, just <laughs> to kind of. So then I don't have any expectations oh. for it because I, I, I would see the, the. I didn't even really see any adverts. It's just what people posting on Facebook, and it's mm. you know these guys under an umbrella with what looks like digital rain, like something out of the Matrix around it. Yep. And I was kind of like, hmm, okay, there's a, you know, there's there's six of them there. That looks pretty mm. cool, you know. Let's so give it a go. Yeah, it was it was a really weird one um, because I'm usually pretty uh, up to date with Netflix and like things to look out for, and this flew completely under my radar. Yeah, uh, didn't even 
hear about it until, like you said, it was up on Netflix being advertised. And um, the thing that caught my attention were the actors, because I've seen a couple of them in various different things. Yes. Uh, obviously, uh, Robert Sheehan uh, was from Misfits. Which um, is a great TV show. Yeah. Kind of similar as well to Umbrella Academy in a way, um, with this sort of adult take on uh, the whole superpowers and casting it in a different light. Um, but I also saw the guy that you were talking about, Luther Hargreaves. I can't Tom remember. Hopper. Yeah, Tom Hopper. He was in Black Sails. Yes. Yes, he uh, was. Billy Bones. Yeah. But you've also got Ellen Page. Yeah, that was. That I mean, was like how high. random is that? I mean, th- this is Ellen Page, and just the, if you don't know who Ellen Page is, she was like the star of Juno and Hard Candy. Mm. Like when, I remember when Hard Candy came out because that's real, like edge of your knuckles type yeah. thing. That, but yeah, she was in Juno, Inception, X Men, Flatliners, the the remake, yeah. which literally just lost all yeah. sort of momentum. Um, X Men: Days of Future Past. But uh, not not to put a downer on the other actors, but I associated Ellen Page with like, uh, you know, those big big movies. Yes. Yeah, like the ones yeah. that uh, she seems to pick really uh, good choices and ends up in big movies. Yes. Yeah, uh, which is so which is bizarre. really bizarre. Yeah. The one thing that really got me though that I found really odd, Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Seriously. Because I, I was watching it and I looked and I was like, holy shit. That's Mary fucking Jo-Blige. Mary J. Yeah. Blige. It's yeah. like, wow, that's like so left field that you wouldn't, I mean, you just wouldn't expect that. So mm. that was a nice surprise. But yeah, there's... And she does um, a damn good job of acting in it as well. She does a very good job. Very, very good job. I actually like her, her character. Yeah. Um, I really do like her character. So it's... Uh, it is good, but but let's just give you a bit of backstory. If you're listening to this and you're kind of thinking, well, Umbrella Academy, well, what's that? Okay, so mm. basically, on one specific day in 1989, 43 infants were inexplicably born randomly. Yeah. To women um, that weren't pregnant. To women that weren't pregnant. Like, So the sequence that they show you is a woman in a pool, absolutely fine, then all of a sudden, she she's pregnant. Birth, yeah. And she's given birth in this pool. It's like completely random. She's gone from skinny swimmer to fat bird 40 weeks pregnant <laughs> in literally a couple of seconds a couple of seconds it's absolutely mad um, and then there's an eccentric billionaire uh, Sir Reginald Hargreaves who basically buys seven of the kids mm. from the parents and he can he, only find seven of them because he could well he, only, he can only get seven yeah he can only get seven and he basically creates the um Umbrella Academy and prepares the kids to save the world. These kids all have special powers. Mm. They each have their own special individual powers. So it is like a superhero TV show, but it's not really because they're not really superheroes. They're they're children that have been groomed by an eccentric billionaire mm. to you know, quote unquote save the world. Yeah, um, and you know, and, and kind of go from there. And then it kind of skips <clears throat> forward. I mean, it is good because in some of the episodes it does skip back. And then forward again, then back again to give you a little yep. bit of a backstory. But it doesn't go too far back that you get lost. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I'll say this, watching it the first time, I did miss a few things. Uh, yes. But I've started watching it again, and there's a lot more I'm picking up on, which yeah. is awesome. It's it's one of those that uh, I actually watched some stuff just analysing it, explaining Umbrella Academy, because I think it's one of those roller coaster series. 
that when you start watching it, you get engaged, you watch it to the end, and you kind of miss some of the yeah. subtler things in it. And um, yeah, I was surprised at just how many theories that have come out and like ideas and um, yeah, just some really cool, interesting stuff that I didn't pick up on straight away. That I'm not really yeah. going to spoil either. No, no, and and we're not going to spoil this because I, I would urge if you haven't watched the Umbrella Academy to mm. to go and watch it purely for its um, originality because yeah. it, it is it is quite original. It's kind of taking an X Men style theme mm-hmm. but twisting it slightly darker uh, and and I'll tell you the reason why it's slightly darker it's been it was penned and created by Gerard Way mm. now if you don't know who Gerard Way is he was the lead singer and founder of My Chemical Romance yeah uh, a very um emo band <laughs> from the late 90s early 2000s yeah um and yeah, he. I mean, he's he's a fantastic musical artist in his own right, but he penned this, uh, the Umbrella Academy, mm. and it was picked up and created and and turned into this uh, this TV show because of its slightly darker side to it. Yeah, um, and it is. Let's be honest, there are parts in it where you think, "Oh, it's dark." wasn't wasn't expecting that. <clears throat> yeah, um, I would. Uh, it's difficult to say because. Uh, Marvel always prides itself on being uh, down to earth, I would say, sometimes. Yes. Um, And other times it's still very cartoony. Uh, You can take stuff like, I don't know, the Spider-Man movies, the X-Men movies. There's still not a lot of realism to them. No. Uh, Whereas Umbrella Academy, uh, it's, it's very sort of dark in terms of if a super strong person were to actually punch you, they'd break all your bones in your body. Yes. Instead of just fling you across the room and you're still fine. Um, and yeah, that sort of level of like actions and consequences, I think, is really established in Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing, really. Yeah. It, and yeah, I think that's yeah. actually generally the theme, like actions and consequences of those actions. Yeah, and that, that's pretty. You're right. That's pretty much what it is. And you know, and the very, very first action and consequence you come across is they don't have names they were assigned numbers mm. you know one two three four five six and seven yeah so you have luther as number one yeah um and then it kind of gets a bit diego. hazy diego number two, two yeah um then you've got uh oh, allison number three klaus number four ben. you've got number oh. five Oh yeah, number five, which has no name. He doesn't have a name. Uh, ben, number six, number six, and Vanya, number seven. Mm. Now you instantly find out that there are only in the first couple of episodes, there's only five because number five is missing. Yeah, and Ben number six died. Yeah, so it focuses mainly around Luther, Allison, Klaus, Diego, and Vanya. Yeah, and kind of focus, and then five comes back. Which um, I have to I have to tip my hat to Aidan Gallagher who plays him because I tell you what he's fantastic. Mm. Um, he has to play a fifty-eight year old man trapped, trapped in, an, in old boy's body. an old boy's body, and that gets explained as to why he's trapped in an old why he's an old man in a young man's body. Mm. Um, but we won't ruin that for you because it it's quite an amusing storyline. I'm. I was seriously in awe of how a child... Well, not not a child. He's 
he's like an early teen uh, actor can appear so confident alongside these well-established actors and just yeah he did a fantastic performance and it's it's almost uncanny because he has like uh, the the body language the posturing and how he moves and acts uh throughout the entire series is as a 58 year old man which is yeah. weird yeah he's like you say his mannerisms his mm. um the the eloquence yeah. about his words his um the way in which he attacks certain uh crises yeah. are akin to someone far more mature than a 14 year old boy and I think that's probably down to the writing as much as the performance. So yeah, yeah it's... oh oh yeah. I mean, one hundred percent. The the writing is on is on spot. But um, we we'll get to that in a in a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's odd because when you're watching, say, like Luther, for instance, mm. it's almost like he's so immature. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Vanya, Ellen Page. She's she seems comes across as very mature, but with a slight undertone of I don't know chip on shoulder type thing, which obviously gets explained throughout and more yeah. so towards towards the end of the show, uh, well the end of the first season anyway. I see. Um, well, when I when you have a look at them all uh, together, especially because uh, they seem to bring out the worst personality traits in each other. Um, you can see that all of them haven't really grown up. They're no. all still kids. Yeah. Like Diego is still wanting to be number one. Uh, he's always got that sort of, oh, I should be number one. I should be the leader. Yeah, uh, he's got he's got a very a very large ego and an even mm. larger bravado about himself, which yes. um, which does him absolutely no favors. I think Allison's obviously narcissistic to the extreme. Um, Absolutely, due to like obviously her powers and uh, some of the things that she's obviously done in her life. But you can tell that this is all due to the fact that although they had their air quotes mother, they never really had their father, and they never had like a proper family or no, because he was grew a, up normally. Yeah, he was. Whilst they are still brothers and sisters, they're very much singular entities in themselves because they're mm. not. They're they're not treated as children. They're, they're treated, treated as, as weapons. As almost. weapons, yeah. Um, so we'll go through we'll, we'll go through each one of their powers. So, so Luther, he's probably the strongest of the lot. Yep, super strong. Um, no spoilers. Uh, no spoilers there. Yeah. No, he's just super strong. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he has a slight change in him, yeah, which is explained further on point, yeah. in the. In the uh, in the show, but you, we find him initially on the moon. I had to actually do a bit of research to find out Diego's powers. Yeah, he's like a sharpshooter. He's got like excellent aim and control yeah. of knives, isn't he? He also, his also his other ability, he can hold his breath indefinitely. Yeah, because his class is called the Kraken. Yeah. Is his name? So um, he's an underwater combat specialist. Yeah, he's got enhanced breath holding abilities and the ability to curve the tra- trajectory of anything he throws, mm. but predominantly it's knives. Yeah, lots uh, of knives. <laughs> and whenever I whenever I see him talk about knives, I always think guns for show, knives for a pro. 
yeah. which is uh, which is a fantastic uh, quote from uh, Lock, Sock and Two Smoking Barrels, which for our American friends and anyone outside of the UK listening uh, and, uh, and downloading on the podcast, it is uh, a, a fantastically un-British British film because it's so it's so British that it's not actually British people yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but it's a brilliant film nonetheless. But yes, uh, he's the he's the Kraken. You've got... Um, number three. Number uh, three, Alison, yeah. the rumour. Uh, she's basically a high-powered celebrity. She's like your Scarlett Johansson or your um, the one from The Hunger Games. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. But she gets to where she is because she has a power where she says, I heard a rumour that... And by saying that, anything she says after that becomes gospel yeah. and it happens. So if she was to say to someone, I heard a rumour that you gave me all your money, they would give, they would give her all her money. So yeah. she would get all the plum jobs and she'd become a celebrity by manipulating people yeah. through that. But it's obviously quite a, a powerful weapon to have because it's something that you can use if you get close enough to someone. And that's the thing with that with mm. her she has to get close enough and as we find out when she gets close it doesn't always necessarily go to plan no. um, especially in her personal life which is touched upon um, you've got Robert Sheehan as Klaus Hargreaves number four the seance now I'm sorry but he is the best out of all of them yeah he's, he's super strong he's super strong he's well, well he's not actually super strong he's his powers are strong. Yeah, uh, he well, he can communicate with the dead, so he's he's very akin to a necromancer in that sense. But he can he can speak to <laughs> and also um, kind of bring back, in essence, mm. the dead. Um, but he's he's. Yeah. I love how they call him. They call him a flamboyant pansexual drug addict. And <laughs> to be fair, that, that's bang on. That's bang on because he sleeps with anything and any, and everything. Uh, yep. He takes anything and everything, yep. and yet his powers are only ever visible, really, when he's clean. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's it's... he's fighting the inner demons to quite literally fighting the inner demons, and he's trying to suppress them by taking as much drugs as he can mm. physically get his hands on. But you, um, again, with all the characters, you you see that backstory where it's made quite apparent as to why they are so messed up and his his relationship with his father and how uh, uh, how Reginald tried to bring out his powers. You can understand why uh, a young boy would be terrified of seeing the dead all the time and why they, uh, they would want to try and block it out as best as possible. Yeah, I mean, he probably has the most twisted... Yeah. Uh, backstory, I think, out of the lot of them because of what Hargreaves does to him. Yeah, it's basically, it's like the kid from Sixth Sense, but grown up. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's actually quite a quite a good uh, analogy. Um, we've got Aidan Gallagher as number five, uh, the boy. <laughs> uh, now he has the ability to to jump through space and time. Yes, uh, and uh, basically, what he does is he gets a little bit pissed off that he can't actually use his powers to go forward in time or backwards in time. Mm. He's literally banned from doing so by Hargraves. Yep. But then he does it anyway, <laughs> much to the detriment of the family as such. And and he has such a great time when he first does it as well. Yeah, he it's does. It's so great. It is. He's like skipping along and then, uh-oh, he's not I, good. I've gone a bit too far. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yet we won't, we won't spoil 
mm. what he sees and 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 everything because it doesn't it, it doesn't really it does have an impact but it doesn't really for what like six episodes I think mm. it takes like six episodes before it really starts to have an impact on the cast it's one of those things that he comes back and he's very brash yeah. and you don't understand why and then you have I think there's an episode where it explains fully what's happened to him and you're like oh yeah. wow yeah and and then that's when you start to see uh, Mary J Blige and um, the uh, Cameron Britton um, oh, who, plays Char- Char- who plays Hazel yeah. and uh, obviously Mary J Blige plays Cha-Cha but we'll get to those in a minute um, yeah and then obviously we skip number six because unfortunately Ben had, had passed away but we know that his powers mm. he was like a like an octopus type he was called the horror and he had the ability to uh, I think summon demons from under his skin yeah like and he loads of different arms tentacles. like squid tentacles and you know they used him to, to basically rip people apart yeah which you see in graphic detail in episode three. Yeah, I where, think it is. Where, where in as bank. children they save uh, save a bank full of hostages. Yeah, yeah which you see. Uh, you don't actually see it, but you you, know, you can get the idea. You see a glass pane. He goes in, and he seems to be of all of them, uh, of all seven. I would probably say he seems to be the most reluctant. Yes, like even even as a child, he's like, I don't really want to do this. Uh, whereas. Um, you know, Luther's number one, and he's sort of saying, "Yeah, go on, get in there." Yeah, to like do it. egging him on, pushing him to do it. Which you know, and we never actually find out how he dies, which is really bizarre because I've I've tried to go mm. back to find out how he dies, but they they make like one very brief reference to it. Yeah, and then they but they skirt over it. The only thing that I saw because I'm again going through it is um, Luther seems to take it personally on his shoulders, but I think generally anything to do with a tragedy in the team would probably uh, he sees himself as the leader so he'd probably take it yeah. hard on his shoulders but yet the irony was he's only called number one because he was the first child to be picked up Yeah, yeah. that is the irony he's not number one because he's the best he's just number one because that's the first child Hargreaves mm. picked up and he uh, seems to think of himself as the leader and he seems to try and be the most loyal to the, to the father Yeah, everything like that and um, yeah it's never really said other than it was a tragedy it happened obviously when they were young but older than when five left yeah um yeah so it's in that sort of very vague outline yeah yeah because yeah six 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 died and then five left no five left then, and then six. six died yeah because yeah. oh that's right because he comes back and he's like oh, well where where is he and they're like yeah. oh, well he's he, he's kind of dead yeah um yeah and then you've got ellen page who plays vanya and number she has seven no powers. the white violin and she has no powers which is really really odd except for a mediocre ability to play a violin i don't know she's pretty she's pretty decent at the yeah, violin she's, okay, she's yeah. pretty decent at the violin um but yeah, it's um, so there. So there's that. She was kept out of everything. Yeah, because she wasn't special. Yeah, she wasn't special. Um, so yeah, but we will drop a couple of spoilers later on. Later on. So just be be aware that there are spoilers coming mm. a little bit later on. But we will let you know. Um, you got Mary J. Blige's Char Char, who is a ruthless assassin, mm. like a bit like a time cop. Yeah, I did feel like very Jean-Claude Van Damme time cop. Yes, yes. Her and Hazel are both time cops, and they're after five, because he's obviously jumped through time. 
um, and then you start to learn a little bit more about mm. about that. And then you've got Grace. Now, Grace is mum as such. Oh, yeah, Grace, yeah. But she's not human. No, she's a robot. She's a robot, which comes as a kind of a bit of a shock. It's very weird as yeah. well. Because I was never too sure on what was happening with her, whether she was actually, like, going beyond her programme. Yes. Um, but it's it's very interesting, and again, like... Um, her interactions with the children and especially with Diego. Yeah, she's got a very close bond with Diego that... It was extremely difficult to watch at certain points. Yeah, there's a couple of... Uh, well, there's one really specific. Sad. One specific that's really, really sad. And, do you know, it was completely... You could see it coming, but you can't be prepared mm. for it because it's very, very much... Uh, holy crap. Like I think it's so relatable as well. Because everyone, like everyone, does, um, it's it's put in a different way, and I don't really want to get into much spoilers. But everyone's uh, going to get old, and everyone, uh, even robots, get old uh, and sort of dilapidated. Yeah. And there, there does come a time when you realise, oh, they're not going to be there forever. Uh, and I think that show touches on it in an absolutely incredible moment. Uh, yeah. Early on, and uh, yeah, it was pretty damn tough to get through yeah yeah it was um but again that comes with the beauty of the writing and mm. uh, and, and the actors themselves which we'll get to in a minute we'll play a quick song uh now obviously there's only really one song that i could pick it's um, a my chemical romance song but it's it's the my chemical romance song okay okay now um I was never really into this sort of music, but this song literally sort of grabbed me by by the throat and was like, just enjoy me. And I actually mm. really love this song. I actually really love it. And it's um, it, it holds the same name as their album as well. So uh, so if you've never listened to My Chemical Romance, give this a go, because this is actually a really, really good song. Uh, and then when we get back, spoilers. Mm.
there you go. Um, uh, welcome to the Black Parade. That mm. song's called um, by uh, by My Chemical Romance, um, which that song actually I, I think pushed them into the um, mainstream here in the UK. Yeah, uh, that song. Um, and obviously, the lead singer there was the creator of uh, of what we're talking about, Umbrella Academy. So yeah, so spoilers. Um, Vanya has powers. Yeah, she is the strongest out of all of them. And her power is suppressed because Hargreaves Hargreaves is terrified of her. Mm. She's too powerful. Um, We won't tell you what her powers are, um, but needless to say, she does find out Mm. um, through some manipulation from the, um, the, the guy she's seeing who finds... Hargreaves' diary, which was thrown out by Klaus when Klaus wanted to try and sell a box for money to buy smack. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then all of that ties in with uh, Five. Yes. Uh, being a time agent, as such, a time cop. Um, uh, when he's in the future, he spends a lot of time there with Dorothy. In the apocalypse after. No, Dolores. Dolores. Yeah, Dolores. Um, yeah, his uh, mannequin girlfriend. His mannequin girlfriend, who he finds in normal time, 2019. Again, um, another oddly touching relationship between a yes. human and a non-human. Um, <laughs> that was surprising and really weird, but uh, at the same time, quite funny to watch. Um, yeah, and Vanya, she yeah. is she's mega powerful. She's like the dark phoenix of uh, this universe I've seen a lot of people actually draw similar parallels to that and especially with the with the sort of X-Men I think is a is the perfect sort of comparison you've got Charles Xavier who treats his, his children more like children than Reginald Hargreaves who has actually adopted these kids uh, but treats them more like weapons um, but both have similar outlooks on certain very extremely powerful mutants, which is yes, yeah, because you could you could liken her to Jean um, to Jean Grey, yes, uh, and I just find it, I do find it, especially more so having seen the um, oh, the trailer for Dark Phoenix, it kind mm. of makes me feel very very similar thoughts about about mm. Vanya after watching Vanya, yeah. and watching um, uh, Stancer. Uh, also, Sophie Turner. Yeah, Sophie Turner. That's the one. Uh, yeah, so it's it, it is a bit of a shock that she actually does have powers. Side note: I'm pretty sure X Men Dark Phoenix is going to bomb terribly. Yeah, I can uh, I, I can imagine it's going to bomb. Yeah. Well, on the plus news, you know, X Men's going back to Marvel, back to where it belongs. Yeah, which is brilliant. So, which is is always good. <laughs> End but, it on a bum note. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, anyway. Um, Five obviously was in the future and was a yeah. time cop, and their job is to basically kill people who want to try and screw up the timelines, yeah. which is very similar to time cop anyway, and quite similar to like Terminator and everything else really. But th- yeah. that's what Char Char and Hazel are—they are like time cops. But he's hell bent on saving the world because basically he goes into the future, the world's dead. Basically, there's like yeah. a mass apocalypse and everyone's dead. So he goes back to try and stop it, and he finds out when it happens, but not how it happens. So he has to try and, you know, and that's when it kind of speeds up. I found the pacing to be quite slow up until they all started to find out 
about the power, about what's going to happen. And then it, it kind of went from zero to 88 miles an hour, boom, Sorry, back to the future kind of stuff. I'm not yawning because it's boring. It's because, uh, I don't know, it's cold. It's um, cold, it's tight, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, I feel like this one, this this whole series, like you said, uh, it's that slow burn until the very end in which it's like almost a race. Yeah, it does feel like a race to the end, um, which is pretty good. Uh, we haven't touched on the the, the ape like person. Oh yeah, space boy. Yeah, Luther um, Hargreaves. No, 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 no. The ape, the actual ape. Oh, Pogo. Pogo. Oh, um, yeah. Which I, I'm 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 guessing that the uh, the financial team are going to be happy for in the next season because well they're bringing him back. He's they, dead. Well, they went back in time, so no, you, we don't know where they went. Well, they all de-aged. Doesn't necessarily mean they went back in time. They could have gone forward in time. We, we don't know. All well, we know is that at the end, they all disappear because Vanya fucks it all up. I, I'm pretty sure they went back in time, considering they I said... I would imagine they probably did, and they'll do yeah. it again. It'll be like um, live, die, repeat. Very similar to that, I would imagine. And they'll try and change it. But how mm. it's going to work, because if they do go back in time, there'll be two sets of them... Well, no. Well, uh, well yeah... No, because uh, when they jump through time, like he doesn't encounter any previous fives at all. It's because he was going forward in time. But he's come back as well. Yeah, but he disappeared. He's come back after he disappeared. So, yep. so uh, yeah, I don't think there's, they're going to encounter. I don't know. Well, we'll have to see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. But um, it's looking very, very positive. And Netflix have obviously picked up a second season for it as well. There'd be so, fools not to at this point. Yeah, I think it's one of the most talked about subjects over the Facebook mm. and Twitterverse at the minute. I don't think that you can literally scroll through your timeline and not see somebody watching it. Mm. Uh, but it's a, it is a, it is a fantastic show, and it's definitely, definitely one that you should pick up. And the, the reason we're spending so much time on it is because both Alex and I have seen this yeah. this show. Um, the the writing and the direction I think are fantastic. Mm. Um, I think the 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 way in which they have written each each of them they're all very similar but distinctly different at the same time. And I find yeah. that it's quite unnerving how similar they all are, considering they are probably all from different areas of the world. Yeah, and have been brought together. It's it is quite. It's quite nice to see, mm. but it's also quite real in the fact that they don't have that bond. And I think that that's a testament to the writers, but also the actors. And I'll, I'll get on to that in a minute. But the, the the writing and the direction of it are are amazing. It, I'd be interested to know if Gerard Way in some way visited the sets to help give his perspective, because being the Probably. creator, it would be great to know if he did. Um, because I, I think that little touch would would probably be the difference between it being bang average and being amazing, and it is amazing. Mm. So I'd like to think that he's had a hand from the creator's perspective, because J.K. Rowling did it yeah. with Harry Potter. I so, feel like it's too good not to have had his original vision put into it. Like There's, there's just so much sort of flavour there that I would be extremely surprised if... He hadn't had um, some sort of hand in the direction of yeah. how it went. Oh yeah, with, with, without doubt. Yeah. So, um, so that would be good. And obviously, series two is going to pick up where series one left off, which is basically the end of the world and the moon mm -hmm. has been blown up. 
the moon. <laughs> that was seriously, and the irony—I mean, the irony isn't lost on on anyone. I don't think who's seen it that you know Luther was on the moon, and was told to watch out for um, threats. for threats, and then it's the moon that fucking blows up. And some part of me believes that maybe Hargreaves was someone from the future, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we were talking in the break that yeah, he, was... he you see him getting off a boat yeah into wherever he is and. Then, then the kids are in 2019. Yeah. So that begs the question: How old is he? How old is he? Because he was like 30, 40 when he got off the boats, which was probably pre-war. 1920s, 1915, uh, something around. It there. was it was pre-First World War. So if you add, you know, a hundred plus years, he's around 140, 150. How is that even physically possible? Yeah. So they're in. Whether or not other people have picked that up, I don't really know. But you know, that yeah. is. I'm doing the meme thing and saying, aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> that, that I would pretty much go with that as well. I, have, um, I also have a theory about Ben that I'd like to point go out. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of these kids have like dysfunctions uh, in terms of how they grew up and everything and yeah. because Ben seems to be the reluctant one but seems quite willing to be pushed into things I've got two theories either one uh, he saw that Klaus could repress his abilities through substance abuse and being uh, quite close to Klaus overdosed and that was the tragedy Yeah, uh, and that's how he lost his life because you see he's perfectly preserved in the afterlife He's not mutilated. No, no, he's perfectly preserved, yeah. So but then I'll, but then you could argue that one's soul would revert back to its most... Well, the other people that Klaus sees are all, like, fairly wounded. and This is true, so, yeah, yeah. Could be, it could well be, yeah. Other than that, the, my other theory is that he gets so uh, resentful at being used as this weapon that he might have lashed out similar uh, similar to what Vanya did. And the other team actually had to put him down. Yeah, inadvertently. Luther yeah, yeah. punches the statue's head off, and I was just like, mm, "Is that is that telling us something that Luther had to punch him so hard that he killed him?" Yeah, maybe because Luther obviously doesn't know his own strength, and he's obviously now part gorilla to yeah. save his life because he gets completely messed up, and they inject him with Pogo's DNA mm. to or something of or that something similar. of that similar, and he's now sort of you only ever see him head up. You don't see his hands or anything, and he's basically ape from their neck down. So, which yeah. is a super weird concept. It's very weird, yeah, very very weird. But um, but yeah, but that's the Umbrella Academy in mm. itself. Um, it's a fantastic TV show. Um, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, but I, I found myself binging it mm. as such. Um, and I haven't binged something like that since Daredevil, not Daredevil. Punisher. Yeah. Um, but then bef- from Punisher, before that, it was Salvation. I was, I was perhaps, uh, well, with TV series, I binge quite a lot. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing I've never done, and that's rewatch a series right after I've watched it. No. And this is the only time I've done it because I was like, I've missed some clues here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I really liked some of the mysteries that it left open-ended at the end. Yeah. And as you can hear, uh, obviously, from my two Ben theories and from my theory about <laughs> Reginald being an alien, 
There's so much. Well, maybe not necessarily an alien. Maybe he's part of the time police people as well and can manipulate time, perhaps. Maybe maybe he's the founder of the uh, time police organisation. Yeah, maybe. Never know. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to find out in season two. That's, that's yeah, for damn sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Mm. If you want something to binge and you like your, your TV shows, sort of very similar to... I mean, it's a DC universe, so... It's no surprise that it's good. Mm. Is it DC? It's not DC, is it? It's Marvel. No. Uh, what, Umbrella? Yeah. Uh, it's not it's affiliated. neither. It's not affiliated. But if you like that sort of stuff, you'll love it. Yeah. I, I, I would put it very high up. Very high up. I do yeah. like it. Yeah, I'd um, rate it like a solid uh, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, the one that, that I'm getting confused with, which is DCverse, which is yeah. Doom Patrol. Yep. Now, this is... Again, this is one that I, I've only seen popping up over over Facebook, where a couple of my friends um, who have access to Netflix USA and have mm. shared it with me, so that I can I can watch it, which is which is great. And obviously, anyone can get Netflix USA. It's just how you change your your Netflix account, etc. Online. Yeah, you have um, to set up in a very specific way. Yeah, yeah. Which you can go on YouTube and find out how to do. It. I think everyone does it because Netflix US has so much more. Than what it has here. I have the UK version. <laughs> yeah, I mean the UK version is amazing, but the US has so much more. Mm. But I, but I have uh, Netflix US, and I've been watching. I, there's only three episodes out. It's like a weekly thing, so it only comes out once a week. Mm. So I watched the last, the, the only three episodes available, and I found it to be very, very DC in terms of DC TV. Yeah, um, very, very good because most of the other DC. TV shows have longevity. You've got The Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, all on the CW, I might add. But this one is on Netflix. So I, I, I find that hard to, to grasp because the, the differences are vast between the CW and... I feel like Netflix, Netflix did one thing that the other shows didn't, and that's throw a big bucket of money at it which is what they've done mm. they they have completely done that and, and, that, and that's great tell it's helped <laughs> because um, comparing uh, well I watched Titans uh, I've only seen snippets of Doom Patrol myself yeah um, but comparatively to um, the only series that I've watched fully through from for DC was Smallville yeah uh, the other ones I've tried to get into and they hold my interest for a bit, but it, they're not that strong, no. in my my opinion. Yeah. But Titans kept me hooked, and I could tell the reason why is because they have more money than the other shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen that, but I've seen Doom Patrol, <laughs> so I'll le- I'll let you talk about Titans in a sec. But yeah, uh, basically, um, the premise of Doom Patrol, if it ever gets released over here in the UK, which if it doesn't go on Netflix, I would imagine. Imagine I, I can't see it not coming on Netflix in the UK, to be honest. But it would be very weird considering Titans yeah. uh, alludes to Doom Patrol being a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've got um, you basically it's very very similar to Umbrella Academy, which is very odd. Mm. So you you've got uh, five people who all have unique powers, and they are uh, saved inverted commas by the Chief, played amazingly by Timothy Dalton yeah. um, which is brilliant uh, so you have got Jane or Crazy Jane she's played by Diane Guerrero who is in Orange is the New Black 
She plays oh, yeah. one of the um, uh, one of the ones that get famous on YouTube mm. um, for doing stuff on YouTube like makeup and whatnot. So she play, she so she has sixty four different personalities within her, and each personality has its own superpower, mm. which is like really odd and it hasn't really touched on so far how she got that but it's, it's something I think has happened to her and much like in Split the <laughs> film Split it's <laughs> created fractures in the mind to create yeah. other people um, you've then got Brendan Fraser who I have to say has got fat yep. Brendan Fraser has got large but luckily we don't see him but luckily we, we don't see him we just hear his voice so he plays Robot Man basically him he uh, he has an accident, and it's very clever how they do it. They make you think it's one accident in one way, but it's actually not. It's something else, something far more tragic. And only his brain survives. So uh, the chief builds him a robot body. It's like a modern-day Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz, yeah. but he looks far more menacing, far, far more menacing. And um, basically, he can't feel anything. He's just like, he's a robot. He's strong. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, you've got April Balbly who plays Elastigirl, not the Elastigirl that you would imagine because she can't really control the powers and she ends up turning into a big fat blob. But yeah. she gets her powers from falling into a river somewhere in Africa, and something she ingests some something within the water that gives her the powers. It's really really creepy. Um, then you've got Matt Bomber. Now. Matt Bomber is one of one of my favourite actors because he is in a TV show called White Collar, mm. which is also on Netflix, by the way. You absolutely must go and watch that. That was in one of our previous shows. Uh, he plays Negative Man. Basically, he's um, he's a modern day uh, Rocket Man. Basically, he goes into into space yeah. in a rocket and is basically attacked by an entity. And his uh, his spacecraft slash rocket, I suppose, crashes. Yeah. But he survives, completely burnt. Uh, his name is Negative Man. Okay, he, he literally is negative all the time. It's, really, <laughs> it's actually quite ironic. It's actually quite good. Um, Timothy Dalton is the chief. And then you've got, so far, I believe he's been very underused. But one of my all-time favourite actors I know who you mean. ever, yeah. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, boy. Alan Tudyk, he is phenomenal. At first, I thought it was the guy from Star Trek Discovery. Oh, uh, the scientist. Yes, I thought it was him. But then I realised it was Alan Tudyk, and I was like, oh my God. Uh, He basically plays Mr. Nobody, who was part of an experiment in Nazi Germany that the chief stopped, and he's kind of part... Well, he, he literally is like a nobody. He's kind of part in the ether, part not in the ether, and he controls everything. And basically, the Doom Patrol um, inadvertently cause a little bit of havoc, which brings them to the attention of Mr. Nobody, uh, who then starts to wreak havoc on them. Mm. And it's got to that point now where they've just got over that initial bit and they've started to learn a little bit more about Mr. Nobody and about the Chief. Yeah. Um, the great thing that I've I found in it is it, that it has Cyborg in it. And there are multiple references to the Justice League, to Batman, to Superman, to The Flash, and yeah. to Wonder Woman. Literally, first three episodes, I think they're all dropped in at least twice. The Justice League is probably mentioned four times. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see Cyborg in there. 
Um, so that was, and he's a younger version of Cyborg because they make a mention that he would like to join the Justice League officially at some point. Mm. So he's obviously a slightly younger version, although it doesn't quite tie in with the films, but continuity errors and all of that aside, <laughs> it's still good to see him in it. And these guys are basically your anti-heroes. They're not heroes in the slightest. They don't want to be heroes, but they've got powers, they've got whatever is wrong with them, and they basically just have to get on with it. Negative Man has this thing living inside of him, this entity that entered him in space, Mm. Uh, and he's kind of at the mercy of that you've got um, Crazy Jane can't control her personalities they just come out whenever mm. um, the only one that really can is Brendan Fraser Robot Man he's the only one that can actually control himself yeah so far you know who knows um, but yeah it's it's so far I'm thoroughly enjoying it from yeah. three episodes that I've seen so far, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it, and um, it's an, it's a breath of fresh air that it's not these you know hyped up superheroes who are <laughs> pretty looking or anything. These guys yeah. are a mess, both both physically and emotionally. They are a mess. They they are the anti heroes. They're they're like a better version of the Suicide Squad. Mm, yeah. and I'm very much looking forward to seeing where it goes but um, if if you can get hold of listening and, and watching them definitely do it definitely definitely try and watch it because it's fantastic there are obviously multiple other ways in which you can watch things that are out in America I won't obviously <laughs> yeah we can't really I, I won't really say but it. you know there are other ways that that you see people talking about all over different social media I'm sure that you can find it you might even find it on YouTube to be honest with you but definitely definitely watch uh, Doom Patrol it's it, it's it's original it's good yeah. it's interesting to watch I'm thoroughly enjoying it at the moment I'm I'm enjoying more now that Alan Tudyk is in it because he's not in yeah. it really until sort of towards the end of the second episode yeah. and it's kind of like <gasps> love him mm. but anyway Doom Patrol is a fantastic fantastic uh, start yeah. I hope it doesn't go down the pan, but only time will tell. Time will tell. It's only three episodes in, but uh, but yeah, worthwhile. Uh, Titans. So Titans is the um, I don't want to say dark and gritty. Uh, it is a darker reimagining of uh, Teen Titans, which is basically a bunch of younger superheroes that band together and form like a mini Justice League of their own. Yeah. Um, it starts with uh, Robin. Uh, Dick Grayson, uh, Batman's uh, prodigy. He has left Batman by this point. He's working for a police department uh, and part-timing as Robin yeah. when he can. Um, we're then introduced to uh, Raven, a girl with some seriously dark powers within her. Uh, she has various different powers that's all generated from this uh, creature inside of her. Uh, and then we've got Starfire, uh, who is an alien uh, with the powers of harnessing the sun. Uh, but for more, in, instead of like Superman-esque, it's more like blasting fire. Okay. And then um, Beast Boy, who uh, is from the Doom Patrol. Yes, yes. Uh, and he's basically saved by the Chief, uh, given a, uh, a unique sort of uh, antidote for this tropical disease that he has that uh, gives him the unexpected results of being able to shapeshift into a tiger 
and then later in his career, presumably other animals. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I really liked this show. Um, not as not as much as Umbrella Academy, I'll give yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it was such an interesting take to see a post Robin Dick Grayson, and it's quite clear that he's no longer Robin because uh, he meets Jason Todd, who is the next Robin. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and Jason Todd is slightly psychotic uh, in terms of he will beat up criminals as well as policemen, um, which is due to his own history of, like, you know, abusive yes. police officers yeah, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. Um, but you can see that uh, Dick Grayson really struggles with the identity of being uh, a previous Robin, of seeing someone, uh, well, seeing basically Bruce Wayne move on and adopt a new Robin. Uh, and at one point he burns his old Robin costume uh, to eventually, I would assume, in probably later series, become Nightwing, who is his main superhero. Yeah, that's his main, yeah. Uh, outfit. But it deals a lot with uh, identity, uh, with the with the whole series in general. Um, there's a lot of identity themes with not only Dick Grayson finding out who he is, uh, Starfire has memory loss and needs to work out who she was. Okay. Um, Raven has no idea who her true parents are. Uh, and Beast Boy just needs to find a place where he's uh, more accepted. Um, because even with Doom Patrol, he wasn't really sort of fitting in there. Yeah. And uh, moves to the Titans. Uh, and the I'll say this. Um, spoiler alert as well for Titans. It's implied that either Superboy or Superman will be in Super, uh, Series 2, along with Superdog. It won't um, be Superman, it'll be Superboy. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be Superboy. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of uh, Crypto, the Superdog, is awesome, and I can't wait for that. Yeah, that will be that will be good. I mean, it, Titans is on my list to watch, Yeah. so um, it is on my list to watch. I'd but definitely rate that as uh, worth a watch. Yeah, excellent, good stuff. Um, that brings us... Neatly to the end of uh, yeah. end of the show again. Uh, we will obviously say, and, and, and we will continue to say, uh, thank you to all of our podcast listeners. Um, we are edging ever closer to almost three hundred thousand subscribers, which is an absolutely phenomenal um, number. We're 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 way off it, but we're edging closer. Yeah. Every week we're getting closer. Um, don't forget. We are also involved in two Comic Cons this year, yep. uh, which is uh, Field of Force Day, which you can buy tickets uh, online on Facebook, and mm. also Cambridge Comic Con as well. The lineup for Cambridge Comic Con is phenomenal. It really is. You've got near enough the entire cast of Bones, minus the two main characters, yep. um, which is, you know, David Boreanaz and w- the woman, but Bones. Oh, I can't remember, I can't remember her name. But apart from those two, you pretty much got everybody else there, along with people from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, God, there's uh, there, there's so many more there. The lineup for Field of Force Day is coming along. It's nothing's been announced yet, but um, I know that uh, JJ and Simon are working tirelessly to bring in who they can. Um, tickets are available for Cambridge Comic Con. You can buy those online. Just go onto Facebook and um, just. Sorry, it was Emily Deschanel. Emily it's Deschanel. Zoe's. Oh, Zoe Deschanel's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew she... I, I was thinking Zoe, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, so was I. 
but yeah, you can buy you can buy tickets for both Field of Four State. I believe they're going to be about eight pound, which is ridiculous for such an amazing, yeah. amazing Comic Con. Um, and we're so thrilled to be going up to the third year mm. again, uh, helping the guys out there. And because it's at the Peterborough Arena, it's going to be even bigger. Like it's going to be epic. So get your tickets for that as well. Cambridge Comic Con tickets are on sale. They've got VIP packages for specific guests. You can absolutely get tickets for that. Please do. They're coming for us. They're coming for us. Um, <laughs> please get your tickets for the Cambridge Comic Con and fulfill the Force Day. You'll see us uh, pooling around doing interviews with the celebrity guests. Um, uh, and also we will have interviews with the guys from both Field of Force Day and Cambridge Comic Con yeah. separately for um, you know specific podcast episodes that won't go live out on the radio, but you can get them on uh, on the podcast, which you can sort of see if you haven't subscribed and you are a first time listener, or you just you know click the link on Twitter or on Instagram, then you can uh, subscribe and you'll be able to pick those up when they come out. Um, yeah. But definitely, definitely get tickets for both Comic-Cons. You won't be disappointed. They are going to be absolutely epic. Mm. Uh, and we will continue to promote them uh, and any local ones that we have as well. Um, that's it. That's from that's it from us too. We will be back next week where we're going to be talking Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which has absolutely nothing to do with Ryan Reynolds and Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. Uh, it's coming out soon. That's a slight lie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll see you all next week. See have a then. good one, guys. There is one more thing. It's been emotional. You like D&D, Audrey Hepburn, Fangoria, Harry Houdini, and Croquet. You can't swim, you can't dance, and you don't know karate. Face it, you're never going to make it. I don't want to make it. I just want to.